As usual, and I, I probably say this every talk, um, Mr. Christopher Fritchie always picks the best music for what I'm going to say, because that's what we're talking about today. But before we can dive into this, I have a confession to make. I'm a bit of a recovering approval seeker. <laughs> I'm a bit of a recovering people pleaser. I happen to love it when people like me. And I especially like it when people like the things that I do. And I suspect that I'm not alone in this. After all, don't we all like to be loved and appreciated? My problem, though, <laughs> is that I often find myself on a very important mission. <laughs> And that mission is to get the entire world to like me. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Does this sound familiar? <laughs> Don't be shy, my fellow approval seekers. <laughs> it's okay. It's going to be okay. Now, I can joke about this because I'm aware of this part of myself. And it's an important aspect of myself that I'm able to recognize and I've built a relationship with this part of me that wants to be liked, that wants to be appreciated, that wants to be seen. Now, what does it mean? What does it mean to build a relationship with this part of ourselves that, you know, at least judging by our laughter, we might have an interesting relationship with? Well, first I have to check in with myself and ask myself, why? Why is there this part of me that wants to have approval all the time? And what I find as the answer to that question is that I'm seeking something that I feel like I don't have. It's a very simple question, and so I get a very simple answer from it. So then I get to recognize that there is some part of me, and it's a very important part of me, that feels as though it's not getting approval. And I keep asking why, and I start to build a relationship with this part of me that feels like it's not getting approval, and it's seeking it out. And I find that this part, it's deep within me. And when I get in relationship with it, I find that, well, this part, it's feeling kind of wounded. It's feeling a little bit unwanted. And I find that it doesn't feel worthy, not because of anything that's going on currently in my life, but rather because of what it went through when it was growing up. You know, some things that it learned when it was growing up. Because it didn't grow up in an environment that was really good at cultivating self-worth. Cultivating that, that feeling of being loved and seen and approved. And so this part of me learned that the only way, at least in its mind, that it can get what, it's want, get what it wants is to be a certain way in the world, and that's being an approval seeker, being a people pleaser. And it believes that by getting approval, then it's going to be worthy. Does this sound familiar to anyone? And it also <laughs> believes that if it doesn't get approval when it tries to get the approval, then that must mean that there's something wrong with it and that it's not lovable, and that it's unloved. 
So I recognize that for many of us, this part of us that's reaching out for the world, that is wanting to be seen, to be loved, to be approved, can sometimes feel very tender. And sometimes that that work that we do to feel that self-worth within us, well, it can feel scary. For me, sometimes it feels like it's impossible. <laughs> like, where am I going to find the self-worth in, in me? Like, I don't know where it is sometimes. The truth is that these parts inside of us that are wanting to be seen, that are wanting to be heard, they're wanting this because for some reason or another, they didn't get that when we were growing up. They didn't get it either from our parents, our families, our siblings, our friends, even society itself. I notice that sometimes there's a part of me that wants to be seen, that's desperate to be seen, but it doesn't always know how, how it can be seen. And so it might do some rather creative things to get everyone else's attention. Sometimes some undesirable things to get someone's attention. (laughs) I notice that sometimes there's a part of me that actually it's given up. It's afraid to be seen. And so because it's afraid to be seen, it hides me from the world. It hides the gifts that I have to give from the world. I notice that sometimes there's a part of me that wants to cling to a specific identity, a specific way of being in the world because it believes that that way of being is what is going to give it love and approval, even though that way of being might not be super healthy. So the common thread in all of these examples that I'm sharing here, and perhaps you have your own examples of how these, these parts of us are seeking out love in the world, Well, the common thread is that in all these instances, I'm looking for my approval outside of me. I'm looking for it outside of myself. And in so doing, I'm forgetting that the very first place that I can go to look for that approval is within. In fact, I would argue that that's where we have to begin. That inner awareness of our own inherent self-worth. So how, how can we get in touch with that self-worth? Especially if like me, (laughs) you've spent a long time trying to find it outside of yourself. Well, the first goal that I found in my own practice is to simply take the time to become aware and recognize all the ways that I am approval seeking in my life, all the ways that I am people-pleasing in my life. And so I try to recognize these times, and I can usually tell when this is happening (laughs) because I feel a little pit in my stomach. (laughs) Get like this little grumble that starts to tell me, something's not right here. (laughs) Are you sure that you want to do this? It seems like you're grasping for approval right now. And so when I become aware of what goes on when I'm doing this, I can start to recognize these times when I'm like, oh, I'm approval seeking right now. Okay, no judgment. I wonder 
if this approval seeking is a symptom of something deeper that's going on inside of me right now. Perhaps in this moment, I'm not loving myself as well as I could be. And so I found that when we're out of love with ourselves, because I want all of us, I want everyone here to be madly in love with yourself, not in a narcissistic way, but in a way where we truly honor our needs and our desires and our unique gifts that we have to give to the world. I know that when we're out of love with ourselves, it's actually pretty natural that we would try and find a solution to this problem outside of ourselves, right? That's kind of what society teaches us. There's a problem. We need to fix the problem. And usually the problem's outside of us, right? Because I couldn't possibly be the problem. <laughs> so what's my evidence for this? Well, do you know how much many? Well, I mean, I don't know the exact number, but <laughs> dating apps. <laughs> Multi-billion dollar industry, y'all. <laughs> Not because of the connections that they are making, but because of the connections that are not being made. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> it's a subscription model. And there's kind of a vested interest to not match people up. I'm being very cynical right now, by the way. Now, to be fair, and I, I think we can all agree here, being in loving relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship, a family relationship, a friend relationship, the relationships we have here in our community, that's not a wrong thing. That's a very desirable thing. Where I think we get tripped up, though, and I certainly get tripped up sometimes, is that when my unworthiness is what is pushing me to make that connection, to find love, to find approval, well, that's when things get tricky. And they get tricky because that approval, that love, yes, we might get it in the moment, but it's fleeting. And we're still seeking it outside of ourselves. If we're going out seeking these relationships because they're going to help us to feel worthy, well, some weird things are going to start to happen. And because this, this, this seeking that we might be doing, because what we get is fleeting, because it's only momentary, that means that we're constantly going to be seeking it out, like an itch that we constantly have to scratch. So I like to think of this as sort of a surface-level worthiness. Yes, it's great when we get it. Everybody loves that feeling of approval that we get from someone else, right? But it's temporary. Because something else might then come along, and now we don't feel worthy anymore. And now, at least for me, my approval-seeking continues. Now, there's something really interesting that's happening on a deeper spiritual level here. This is where we get into the fun metaphysical explanation of this. And what's happening is that even though, yes, it's desirable for us to be in loving relationship, yes, we all want to be loved and appreciated, our reasons, our intentions for entering into any relationship, they've got to be in alignment with how the universe works. Because otherwise, we're not going to get the best outcome that we could. In approaching relationships from unworthiness, 
where I might make them the solution to the problem of I don't feel approval, I don't feel worthy. What I'm doing is I'm telling the universe, the universe that loves me, it wants only the best for me, through the power of my mind that I am unworthy. That's what the universe hears. And it says, yes, okay. And so it is. Now, this isn't a judgmental or a malicious thing that our universe does. It's simply operating as a design. There are laws that are in effect here, that they operate the same way for every single person on an equal basis. It's just like electricity. Electricity, because we know how electricity works. You know, we've got these spotlights here so you can see me. We have this live stream here so everyone online can see me. You can hear my voice through the power of this wonderful PA system. But if we don't know how electricity works, then we can just as much be harmed by it, right? You know, by sticking our fingers in that socket. Please don't do that, by the way. <laughs> there is this aspect of the universe that reflects back to us that which we put into it. So even though I might get that fleeting moment and that wonderful feeling of being worthy, it doesn't last. And in some cases, that can actually amplify my feeling of unworthiness because then I'm reminded of all the times that I'm not getting that hit of approval. And then I feel like I might be doing something wrong. This is pretty much why I think it is so much fun when we're waiting and we're waiting, and we're waiting for that first text message after that hot date that we went on. <laughs> Am I the only person here who stared at his phone for four hours, just wondering when that notification's gonna come up? <laughs> and I wonder, have you ever been in a relationship with someone who really triggers you? And have you found that perhaps they trigger you? Because they are really good at reflecting back to you all the ways that you yourself might feel unworthy. I certainly have. And I gotta say, it's pretty sobering and pretty humbling when I have that realization. But what's happening there is that the universe, it's reflecting back to me that which I'm putting into it. It's reflecting back to me my feeling of unworthiness. And instead of getting that long-term feeling of worthiness that I'm wanting to have in my life, I'm actually getting the opposite. In his book, Sufi Talks, Sheikh Robert Frager shares that in the Middle East, there are many stories of Nazruddin, a Sufi master who taught with a great deal of humor. And Nazruddin clearly distinguishes between the abstract knowledge of the head and the experiential knowledge of the heart in this following story. Nazruddin was serving as the local judge when a woman came to him with her son and complained that her son had an uncontrollable sweet tooth. She asked Nazruddin to tell the boy to stop eating sweets all the time. 
So Nazareth told her to bring her son back in four weeks. And so they came back in four weeks. And when they returned, he simply said to the son, young man, I order you to stop eating sweets. So the mother asked, why did you make us wait four weeks? Couldn't you have said that to my son when we first came to you? And Nazareth answered, no, I couldn't possibly have said that to your son four weeks ago. Why not? Asked the mother. You see, I love sweets myself. First, I had to control my own love of sweets. And only then could I tell your son to stop. So I love this story because it tells me that I can't really get the self-worth that I'm seeking through my approval grasping, through my people-pleasing, because I first have to cultivate an embodied knowing of it within myself. Until I can do that, my efforts are always going to be a pale shadow of what they could be. So what happens when I start to approach my relationships, my way of being in the world from that place of inherent self-worth? What, am I, what if I'm able to tap into that feeling that's already within me? Well, first I take a sip of my peach tea. And then I'm actually reminded of Dr. Edwards' talk last Sunday where he was speaking about why it's important that we identify our values and we allow those values to inform the boundaries that we set in the world, to inform the politics that we engage in in the world. Because in that same way, when we cultivate our own inner sense of self-worth, a self-worth that's already there, then we're able to have that be the thing that informs everything that we do in the world. Now, I'm going to tell you something that might be a little hard to hear depending on where you are on your journey. I know it's something that was hard for me to hear for a long time, and sometimes it is still hard for me to hear. You are worthy. How do I know? Because you're here. No, I'm not talking about being here in this room or being on our live stream. You're worthy because you exist. In this vast, incomprehensible universe, this infinite universe, you would not exist if you were not wanted. All the trillions of atoms and molecules and cells that all come together and conspire to be you would not be getting together to express your own uniqueness if there wasn't some want, some need for you to be here. Something greater than all of us that we are a part of wants us. 
It wants your unique way of being. It wants your unique way of seeing the world. It wants your unique experiences and your talents. It even wants all of our unique flaws and all the mistakes that we make in the world. Something grand and incomprehensible believes in you. Enough that the miracle of life is playing itself out here in this world as you. Right here, right now. And this something continues to believe in us. In fact, I know that it will forever continue to believe in us because it is us. And that is this intrinsic worthiness that tells me that I am worthy. That very simple idea that because we exist, we are worthy. That's where we can start building upon this idea as a fundamental truth of our beingness, allowing that authentic worth to be a seed, a seed that grows within us. And we can water the seed by checking in and noticing those times when perhaps we're seeking approval outside of ourselves. When we notice that, we can instead get in relationship and talk to that part of us that is trying to get approval And we can approach it from a place of unconditional love. Simply seeking to understand, why are you not feeling whole right now? And through continued practice and understanding of these parts of ourselves, then we can get more in touch with that intrinsic self-worth. Not because we're fixing anything, but simply because we're seeing and we're loving those parts of ourselves that often feel unseen and unloved. We're not fixing them. But what we are doing is we're including this very valid experience that they're having in our larger sense of wholeness. And when we do that, something magical happens. Naturally, organically, we start to unlock these feelings of self-worth that have been with us since the very dawn of our existence. And we unlock them simply through sharing this unconditional love by being with the parts of ourselves that are asking for us to be with them. So I could wax about this all day, but we don't have time because we've got a member meeting this afternoon. (laughs) So I'm curious if you might be willing to go into a little practice with me because that's what we do here. We practice. So if it feels comfortable, go ahead and um, take this moment to close your eyes and tune into your breath, taking a deep breath, breathing in and letting out a sigh. (sighs) Ah. Now, as you settle into the rhythm of your breath, ask yourself, is there any part of my being that 
sometimes it feels unworthy. Is there any part of myself right now that is wanting love, that is wanting attention, that's wanting to be seen? And if it feels okay, you can imagine that this part of yourself is standing before you. And if you like, maybe ask this part if it could tell you its name. Maybe ask it, how old are you? Now, tuning into your inner compassion for this part, because after all, it is a part of you. Ask it why it might not be feeling seen or heard. Why it might be feeling unloved. And simply listen to its answer. Remember, there's nothing to fix here. We're simply listening and allowing this part to share of itself exactly as it is. Okay, and staying tuned into your inner feeling, your inner sense of compassion. If you like, you can repeat out loud some words of appreciation for this part of you, if it's willing to hear them. And so if you like, please repeat after me. I see you. I love you. You are worthy. So take another deep breath and tune in to how this part of you feels hearing these words. And tune into how you feel speaking these words to this part of you. And let us take another deep breath, breathing in and letting out a sigh. <sighs> When you feel ready, go ahead and come back to the room and open your eyes. How was that? <laughs> awesome. So, my fellow approval seekers and people pleasers, I see you. I hear you. I love you. You don't have to do a single darn thing for me to see you and love you. You don't have to be anything. Your simple existing tells me all that I need to know about you, that you are worthy of being here, that you are worthy of love, that you're worthy of living life to its fullest. And even though I know that sometimes I'm flawed, we're flawed, that I make mistakes, that we make mistakes, I know too that this intrinsic self-worth, it can never be diminished by any misstep that we take in the world. 
we might forget about it for a moment, but it doesn't go away. It's still there, and we can still access it. I know that this inner self-worth, it is the very foundation of our being. And it's so inspiring getting to see the temples that each of us is building upon it. And so let's take that into the prayer, shall we? Hmm, How good it is to be in that presence. Knowing that there is only one wholeness, oneness, joyfulness. There is only one perfection. There's only one thing, the thing itself. This thing that defies being named because it is all names and it is no names. It is everywhere. It is the very fabric of life and reality itself. And I know that I am one with it just as each and every beautiful person here in our sanctuary, on our live stream, and beyond, we are all one with this infinite, perfect divine presence. We are one with life itself. We are one with wholeness. We are one with goodness. And I recognize that here and now in us. I recognize that inner self-worth in me. And through recognizing that, I recognize that self-worth in each and every person here on our live stream. And I know that that self-worth, it cannot be contained. The only thing that it can do right here and now and always is to expand to expand informing us that we are worthy. I know that our simple being here, our simple existence is all the evidence I need that we are worthy of life itself. We are worthy of goodness. We are worthy of love. We are worthy of relationship and oneness. We are worthy of the deepest and most profound dreams in the core of our heart. And it's so beautiful to witness that worth right here and now. And so I honor that self-worth, that wholeness, that goodness, that perfection, knowing that as I see it, as I honor it within me, so too is it honored within each and every person here. And that as we honor our inherent self-worth, that the universe responds in kind It says, yes, my beloveds. And it brings back to us so many examples of that self-worth. And so I have nothing but gratitude in my heart for this, for this worthiness, for this beingness, for this simple life itself, the miracle of life that is making itself known through each and every one of us. I am grateful for that. And I release this word into the action of that law that reflects back to us that which we give it. And together we say, and so it is.